It's the new year and many of us have set resolutions. Here's an interesting fact. Did you know that 49% of all New Year's resolutions are to lose weight? That's about half of all of them. That's crazy, but I think it's completely believable. Pretty much all the folks who want to lose weight are really motivated by looking better. Some may want to lose weight for a medical or health reason, but also people want to lose weight for the motivation of appearance. So we're thinking, there's kind of this thinking that thinner is always better. And I want to ask you, is that always the case? Welcome to Anti-Diet Revolution, the source for your weekly dose of non-dieting approach to weight loss and improved health. I'm Andrea Heyman, and I've been a registered dietitian for over 25 years specializing in weight management. I've seen countless women struggle in their quest to meet their weight loss and health goals. Over the years, I've learned that traditional diet culture strategies just don't work. I've found the keys to help you feed yourself, lose the weight, and meet your wellness goals without restrictive eating, menu plans, or missing out on your favorite foods. Through a non-diet approach, I'll provide mindset strategies, tips, tricks to achieve your healthiest body, and I'll share the stories, strategies, and successes to get your healthiest self. Interview guests will share their transformations from a traditional diet culture approach to food freedom. I'm on a mission to knock out diet culture and help you achieve the freedom, growth, improved health, and enhanced lifestyle that comes with adapting the anti-diet approach. Let's dive in. Is thinner always better? This question came up in a conversation I had with my 15-year-old daughter recently, and without hesitating, she answered yes. I pressed her a little and asked her a couple other questions, and she wavered, and she changed her mind, but I think deep in her core, she still believed that that immediate response that she has was that, yes, thinner is always more desirable. So that really comes from a lifetime of conditioning. And we live in a thin is best culture. This culture says that those who live in thin bodies are morally superior. They have more self-control and are healthier than those who live in bigger bodies. It's a known fact that people who are thinner receive better treatment in our society than someone in a, in a larger body. And it's clear why the pursuit of thinness is prevalent amongst our society. But where does it really come from? When you start to look at the roots of diet culture, you really realize that it's it comes from decades and decades and generations and generations. So the demonization of fatness dates back to the 1850s. It was then that Moderation and balance were deemed to be a quote-unquote virtue, and any form of excess was really frowned upon. There were some notable people in their time that helped popularize these beliefs. Some of those were thought leaders of the time, and they thought fatness was a disease and a sign of weakness. So already you can see how many of these ideas continue to exist today. And they are at the core of diet culture and dieting 
But think about, we've got diet culture. It comes down to kind of a social construct starting way back in World War I when there were food shortages internationally. And as an act to conserve food, they would say, okay, we need to have victory over ourselves. It was actually a slogan as a reminder that the self-discipline around food was a moral imperative that would ensure the survival of the, the nation and the people. And with that came the idea that fatness was a sign of failure. And if you happened to be fat, you were frowned upon or oppressed and thought that you weren't able to control your appetite. And now we live in a time where food shortages are still, it's really a reality for some of us in some areas of the world, but in first world countries, it's not as prevalent, but we see the same narrative that was born generations ago. You're in a fat body, you must have no self-control. That's the assumption, which is far from the truth. Another diet culture rooted social construct is around clothing. So before the 1820s, it was the norm to have clothing custom made to fit you. Then as of the 1820s, when textile and clothing production, that all became mechanized, like ready-made clothes in standard sizes took over the market. But obviously this didn't fit all people. And so they had to go out of their way to find clothing stores or clothing that would fit them. But if you were in a bigger body, but there's that kind of cultural shame that comes with it that, you know, just to be able to have comfortable fitting clothes. So this is really just a quick glimpse of where the need to be thin began. And why do we continue to perpetuate it today? Because these teachings are passed through the generations and they come out of the mouths of your parents into your ears as a child, specifically during those ages when our brain is really developing and you don't question the messaging and the messages that you're getting. You just assume that it's 100% fact. And especially if it comes from your parents or your grandparents, who are the people that love you the most, you take the narrative as accurate and right. So the question is, how do we begin to shake up this narrative that thinner is always better? I'm going to admit it is definitely an uphill battle, but here are some tips to get you started and to help you open the conversation with other people. So first and foremost, challenge others when you hear them make statements that support the thinner is better narrative. Just like I did with my daughter, I questioned her. Now, do I think I changed her opinion immediately? I highly doubt it, but I got her thinking and hopefully she'll question this in the future. So when you're at a family function or hanging out with friends, shake things up. If you hear people talking about their diet or losing weight or how much weight they want to lose, you know, ask them why they're doing that. Ask them if that's the right, really the right thing for them. Ask them if that's making them feel good. All right. Number two, watch your media. 
Watch what you are consuming. There's so many messages out there, social media, email lists, ads. If something that you're watching or reading or seeing or someone you follow makes you feel bad because you're not a certain body shape or size, stop following it. Stop consuming that. It is that simple. You will be happier if what you consume is not re-emphasizing these toxic messages. Number three, focus on positive habits. Getting fit because you really want to run a personal best on a 5K race. That's a very different way of going about getting fit and healthy. Or maybe you want to eat healthy to give you more energy or to help you sleep better at night. Focus on the positive benefits of your habits, other motivators and other reasons for doing them besides simply losing weight. Number four, check in on your mental health. I don't really talk about this much, but it's so important when it comes to us feeling good in our bodies. In general, when we're feeling bad or low, we tend to turn to things that we feel like we can control, such as dieting or losing weight. It's easy to tell ourselves that we'll be happier if we're thinner, but that's just not the way to go. And it's not true. <laughs> sort these thoughts out with a licensed professional. It'll provide tons of health benefits in the long run. And kind of in the holistic picture of your health, this can have very, very significant impacts to kind of get a handle on that mental health and kind of what's going on on, on the inside, that self-talk. Number five, I really want us all to stop focusing on a number. Weight is just a number on a scale. We give ourselves, we give meaning to that number. But the truth is, is that achieving a certain number doesn't provide as virtue. It doesn't change you or change your life once you hit that number. We think it will, but we're still the same people no matter what that scale says. So put that scale away if you need to, throw it away. Stop striving for a certain number. It's really time we get rid of the notion that thin is better. And I truly, truly hope that these tips help you get there. Until next time, take care. If you like this episode, please rate and leave a review. This is how we get the word out to others so they can be part of the anti-diet revolution. I read every review I receive and use that to push out more episodes that are helping you. Thanks for joining me today. Talk to you next week.